Talking about movies, talking about films, talking about actors and directors and whatever else we feel like movies and films. Welcome to Movies and Films. This is a podcast where your two hosts, Jake and Joel, watch and discuss a new movie each week. We've both compiled a list of 20 of our favorite movies of all time, and we're taking turns picking movies one at a time off each other's list. This week's movie is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. We'd love it if you guys watched it with us and let us know what you thought of it. Find us on Instagram at Movies and Films Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at Movies and Films with Jake and Joel. If you feel like emailing us, you can email us at moviesandfilmspod at gmail.com. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Episode 8, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Let's get straight into it. Uh, this is Jake's first time seeing this movie. It is. Fun fact, this is my second time seeing this movie. Nice. I put this movie on my list after seeing it once. It's bold. Which, yes, I agree is bold. Uh, it's from my list, so Jake, you take it away. Uh, give us a summary of this movie. Okay, you guys, bear with me. This movie is long. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it is long. So I made I made notes. Okay. I'm not, obviously... Yeah, it's a lot. I'm not going to like recap every single beat of the yeah. story but yeah. i'm gonna okay. try to hit the big things um we i know that we we start the start of this movie dude rocks i love the first like half hour of this the train movie. we open you know this is this gang right yeah it's jesse james it and i was gonna brother. say it doesn't open with a gang with a bang that the first scene is like yeah the, the first sort of half hour okay. is, yeah, yeah. is what i mean um we open on the gang well, we open on a narrator, right? And the yeah. narrator is talking yeah, yeah. about how kind of Jesse's life and how he's killed yeah. people and he's a bad dude. Um, and then we get this scene with Jesse and his brother Frank's gang. They're kind of just, you know. Camping out in the woods. Camping out and yeah. being chauvinistic. And yeah. <laughs> be, anyway, and then we see, we have this moment where Robert Ford, who is sort of this meek kind of, you know, Oh shucks, kind of yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He goes down to talk to Frank, who's the leader of the gang. Yeah, Jesse's older um, brother. Jesse's older brother, and is like, you know, I could be a really good outlaw if you let me. And Frank is like, <laughs> get away from me! <laughs> I will shoot you. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah, go back to the camp. The fact um, that you said that makes me know that you would not be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, Bob feels like he's destined for bigger and better things. Yep. Um, we don't see that. He's got ambition, for right? Sure. He has ambition. Uh, and then we have one of the best scenes, maybe I've ever seen. Okay. One of my favorite scenes ever. Wow. And it's because I love Red Dead Redemption. I was just so I was gonna say before this, I almost said at the beginning, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, A.K.A. Red Dead Redemption 2, the movie. It's my favorite video game. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I love the first half hour of this movie so yeah. much, because it is that. That's what it is. I think the whole movie is that, but continue. We'll get in okay. to, to that. But they, they actually, Red Dead actually takes a shot out of this movie. Like the yeah. shot with the train. Yeah. Where the light is shining on the people in the woods. Yeah. That is in yeah, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's a, it's a, it's a callback to this movie. One of the train... Yeah, the yeah. train robbery so, sequences. Very cool scene there with the yeah. train. Um, so they they rob the train, the blue cut blue cut train robbery. It's, it's a big deal. It's going to yeah. kind of follow these characters throughout the rest of the movie. Yes. Um, let's see. So they they do this train robbery, and Frank says it's the last thing that the the James gang is ever going to do. Yeah. And then we see that. You know, Bob and Jesse kind of have some time together. They're kind of sticking around town, mm -hmm. and you know, Bob is helping him with some things. Bob is Robert Ford. Bob, yeah, Robert. Yeah. You know. Yep. Bob has this weird infatuation with Jesse. Yeah. Um. I at this point in the movie, I'm like really kind of weirded out by it. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what it what it is. Yeah. Bob's 19. And right. He's grown up reading stories about. Right. Yeah. It's James like his game. hero. Yeah. Right. So he he and. Of course, Jesse has a line, do you want to be like me or do you want to be me? Yeah. And so that's a really kind of interesting, weird yeah. thing that Bob like loves Jesse so much that he like wants to be him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some a little bit of time passes and and Jesse and his like moves his family out of town suddenly. Yeah. We're told this by a narrator. It was this a book? It may be written by the director. Okay. 
Um, it was written by the director. I don't know if it was based off of the book. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so he moves his family out of Kansas City just before some mm-hmm. some of his fellow robbers are arrested. Um, so we see that Jesse kind of has this knowledge of everything that's going on. He he's kind of he knows everything, mm-hmm. just kind of adding to the mystique. Um, we have two characters, Dick and Wood. Wood is Jesse's cousin. Uh, so they go to major. It is a, okay, so it is a novel. Okay, gotcha. I, and those these narration parts have to be yeah. They feel like they're from the novel. Read yeah. straight from the okay. novel. Um, so Wood and Dick go to Major Heights' house, who is Wood's father. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they went there. Did you catch that? This is the scene where they they're like spending some time at at Major Heights' house, mm-hmm. where Dick falls in love with Major Heights' wife. Yeah, yeah. Who is Wood's stepmom? And like it felt the same like they age. were kind of laying low. Yeah, after yeah, the that's robbery. probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I may have been typing or, or something. When okay, that, yeah. When that. Um, so they're they're hanging out there. Uh, Jesse makes a visit to Ed, who is another character. Yep. Um, another one of the he's outlaws. kind of he's kind of a simple character, you know. Mm-hmm. And Jesse visits, and he can tell that Ed is freaking out man he's like absolutely paranoid and scared and worried and like jesse is worried that he's gonna say something right about the robbery so he's like ed well let's go for a ride you know and then we actually cut away jesse tells him that he's on to he's like hey some people have been uh kind of talking right from in our camp and you wouldn't know anything about would you right yeah it's like "Uh, i don't know ed is freaking out (laughs) yeah so we actually cut away after jesse says let's go for a ride we find out later that Jesse killed him. He killed him, yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we see Jesse pays Dick a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I don't know, some of the, some of the like where characters are kind of changes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of time passes in this movie. So right, it's, yeah, it's there are some jumps. Yeah, but um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jesse, Jesse and Dick go to Jim Cummins' house looking for Jim yep. Cummins, who is... I'm not sure who he's not in the movie. We never no. see him. No, he's but not in the he, gang. I don't think. The word is that Jim is gonna try yes. to turn in Jesse and yes. get the reward. Jesse he's doesn't like that. Kind of like the name that. that is thrown around is like, oh, these people talk to Jim Cummings. Like it's right. Yeah, that's kind of what his name. He's means. like orchestrating this. Yes, turning Jesse in to get yeah. the reward thing. Mm-hmm. At this house, Jim's not there, but a young boy is. Yep. Who is the nephew of Jim? Yes. Jesse beats this kid up, like beats him up. Yeah. But, and is like asking for information, but has his hand over his mouth. Yeah. And is like, which the kid tells him. It's like, you wouldn't even let me talk. <laughs> yeah. And he clearly, and we, we can talk about it later, yeah. but he is clearly establishing that Jesse is like, he's he, a bad dude. Right. To the point yeah. where like, he's, he's, he, maybe he's just doing this because he likes it or he can't stop himself. Yes. But he cries after that. Yes. Yes. So, there's there's some layers there, and right. also I, I would we should mention that Jesse is sick. Yeah, there's a not yeah. A, he's sick. It was mentioned that he's sick. Yes. Um. So anyway, so after after this, kid doesn't know where Jim is. Yep. Jesse lets him go. Um. Dick says, "Yo, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a part of of beating kids up. Like, right. This is just not what I signed up for. Um. So. Then we have another moment where the narrator tells us that Jesse is ill. He's mm-hmm. like, he's got some sort of sickness. Yeah. And then we find out that Wood and Dick had a falling out yep. because Dick messed around with Major Heights, very young very wife. Very young wife, yes. Um, and Wood did not like that because that's his stepmom. <laughs> right, right. Weird character dynamics there. But, yes. But it's cool. Um, so Wood... So Dick goes to the uh, what I think is the homestead of the Fords. Yes. Robert yep. and his mom. I think it's four brothers. Yes. So Dick goes there to kind of hide from Wood. Yes. Wood shows up and there's like a fight, right? There's like a shootout. Yes. And of uh between Wood and, and Dick. Charlie, who's Bob's brother. But Charlie jumps out the window. <laughs> yes, Charlie. <laughs> yes. Um and then <laughs> Yeah, Charlie played by Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, brilliantly played. Um, yes, agree. He he's becomes a, a bigger character later on. Yeah, should we mention Wood is played by Jeremy Renner? Yes, yes, Wood is played by Jeremy Renner. Wood is, at this point, Wood is Jesse's guy. Yeah, he's they're, his they're lackey. Close. The other guys are all kind of thinking about turning. He is definitely 
Right. He's all died in war. Yeah. Um, so there's this shootout, and Bob Ford shoots Wood in the head and kills him. Yep. And then they bury his body in the snow. Yep. So that and happens. And they do not want Jesse to know. They don't want Jesse to know because that's his cousin and that's like his guy. And yep. He says would, he's his cousin. It would, Wood can't shut up about the fact that he's just <laughs> his cousin. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like kind of annoying. Yeah. But so there would be very bad news bears if Jesse found out. Yeah, yeah. Shortly after that, Jesse shows up to the house. Yep. To it's the, like, hey, the, you guys seen Wood? The Ford place. Yep. I haven't seen Wood in a while. Where's yeah. Wood? Um, great scene over dinner yeah. there. Very, it's so very obvious that Jesse is just in control. Like yeah. everything that is said, yeah. everything, like every laugh, every joke is told for Jesse. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't know everything, they all believe he knows everything. Right, exactly. Yeah. They don't laugh till Jesse laughs. Yep. They don't laugh if Jesse doesn't laugh. You know, yep. it's like, so it's exactly. Jesse, it's a very cool tense scene. Yep. Um that night he divulges to Charlie. That he kills Ed. That he killed Ed. Yep. Um, Charlie, of course, was friends with Ed, so he doesn't like that. Jesse takes Charlie. Jesse takes with Charlie. Him. Yes. Yes. That's right. And they're gonna, you know, plan to do some bank robberies, but they never do them. Yep. Um, and then we see that Pinkertons have arrested Dick. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also see in this scene that Bob was an informant. Yes. Or is like working with the cops. He turned Dick in. Right. He yes. told them that he was staying right. at their house. Yeah. Yep. So. So that is something that has happened, that yep. now Bob is working for the Pinkerton Agency, which is the police. Basically, yeah, They outlaw hunters. Yep. Charlie, or Jesse and Charlie show up to Bob's convenience Place of store. Work. Yeah. Yep. And say, hey, you're going to come with us now. Yep. Jesse wants to keep them close. Yes. Right? Because- He doesn't trust them. He doesn't trust them. He doesn't them. trust anybody. Right, exactly. Because he's kind of worried that they're going to snitch on this blue cut train robbery. Yep. He's running. He's basically running out of people too. Right. Exactly. And so he's keeping them close, maybe, possibly for a time to kill them, or to tr- trust them, maybe, or to, right? or to like earn their he's trust. Either like, gonna call, he's really either going to call. We're really not kill sure. Him, or he's going to end up <laughs> trusting them with everything. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, they're some, on the road. The three of them are like yeah. palling around together. Yeah. Some some time passes. They're at Jesse's home. Um, yeah. And. Jesse comes in with the paper, lays it down, hasn't read it yet. Bob yep. reads, oh gosh, Dick confessed. So yep. something bad is going to happen now. Jesse's probably going to kill us now. We need to, and then like him yeah. and Charlie get like kind of freaked out. Yeah, they realize that if if Jesse reads this headline, he's going to have the information right. to know that it was, it was probably Bob yeah. who turned him in. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Jesse does read it. Yeah. And... But he doesn't do what they thought he was going to do. He right. goes into the living room <laughs> and takes his guns off for the first time in the movie and goes and dusts a painting and allows Bob to kill him. Yeah. And then and then from there, uh, Bob and Charlie sort of monetize the fact that they've killed the great Jesse James. Yep. Um, they do so these play reenactments, yep. which um, actually, of course, this is a true story. This all is, of yeah. this actually happened. Um, maybe, well, probably not all, but I mean, yeah. you know, every movie. Like, he, we talked about Moneyball. I mean, yeah. I think they take they take liberties, liberties but yeah. this is a very true story. Yeah. It happened. They in become the 1800s, celebrities. They become celebrities because they killed the the great Jesse James. But that kind of turns on them because. Yep. People really liked Jesse people James. People liked Jesse James. He was an outlaw, right? Mm-hmm. Which at this point in time, people thought was kind of cool, right? The city yeah. folk kind of thought He was that, like Blackbeard. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that ends up biting him in the butt because these guys kill him for killing Jesse. Yep. And that's how the movie ends. Oh, yeah. Zoe Deschanel is in there too. Yeah, at the very, <laughs> very end. <laughs> but she's in there to ask the question, Yes. you know, wait, so the only reason you killed him was because you were scared? That's why she's in the movie, right. so that she can yeah. ask him that question. And she basically, is, oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> to kind of, right. to kind of uh, make him feel bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's the uh, great. All right, that cool. Is, that's the movie. Nice. Um, I was get, before we move forward. Full, by the way, full spoilers for obviously this movie, but also for Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, and one. While we're, I'm at gonna. It. I didn't play one. Okay, I well, just played two, but probably nothing is gonna happen. Then don't worry about it. Um. 
Redemption. I'm going to talk about Redemption. Red Dead yes. Redemption Two so much. In this, okay, great. In this Me too. <laughs> so I do think it's the whole thing because of just the tension. It's so much like the tension with Dutch, and also Red Dead Redemption Two is a long, drawn out game that a lot turns a lot of people off because you have to ride your horse for hours. <laughs> but it's so great. You get to ride. I mean, and it is, see and, and that's how I feel about this movie. Right. Where it's it's a beautifully shot movie. It is, and um. There's this constant, this thing, especially between Arthur, your main character in Red Dead 2, but also a lot of the other gang members Mm -hmm. of like, do we trust Dutch? Dutch has never steered us wrong. He's kept us together. He's kept us alive. But the Pinkertons are making it clear that they're going to make it worth our while if we turn him in. Right. And we kind of trust Dutch less and less. He's making worse and worse decisions. And it's affecting all of us in in worse and worse ways. And people are starting to die. Um, and we don't really trust his morals anymore. Right. Um, he so used anyway. to have this moral code that he yes. has kind of gone back on. Now, the biggest difference, of course, being that like you don't end up killing Dutch. No. As Arthur. No, you you end up killing him as as John. In you the do first yes one. Yeah. In, in in the first game, but that has almost nothing to do with the real plot of Red Dead Two. No, nothing. And but then the tuberculosis thing. So like that was that wasn't based off Jesse James. It was another famous. I forget which one, Wild Bill maybe. But one I'm of these sure. these guys that was based off a real gunslinger. He was he died from tuberculosis, oh. and that's very similar. A lot of that game has is based off of his Interesting. life, and so I think that may have been part of this too. I, okay. I mean, I would also say I haven't looked up to see if Jesse James was sick. So I. I Right. I presume that a lot of this stuff actually was based off of actual, you know, facts. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, so I did want to say I do, I do feel like the whole thing is it just feels so much like Red Dead Two. It feels it like does. it, the Red Dead Two. They must have really drawn from this. They definitely oh, no that tension and this ability, and especially I think just the overall vibe of like Red Dead Two takes place. In 1901? 1901. The end of the era. It's the end of the era, and that's how this feels, where it's like, well, there was this heyday, but Mm -hmm. now it's gone, and this is going to end sooner or later, so we're all just kind of waiting to see who ends it and when they do, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right, Achilles' heel. A lot of similarities. Yes. I don't like the narration. Same. Okay, That's mine. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I... And then I looked online, and a lot of people have said this. It's... It's the epitome. We've t- talked about this several times on the show. It's yes. the epitome of tell, don't show. Tell, don't show, yes. And, or it should be show, don't tell, right? And there are several times where it tells us something that we've either we've already, already seen, seen or we're in the process it, of to seeing. Me, it, to <laughs> me, it it yeah. kind of insults my intelligence just yes. a little bit as a viewer. I agree. I it's agree. Like, it's like, yeah. in case you didn't know, he's struggling. <laughs> there are a couple times where I think it's totally fine. Like when it says what's happening... And we might not know, and it's like, oh, Jesse's moving his family to da 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 da. Right, but um, we can, we should have seen that. Totally, we it is superfluous. We could have right. had the movie without the narration at yes. all. There are a couple times where I'm like, it does tell us something that we we haven't figured out, but it, it never in a way that like we couldn't have had a scene explaining it. Right, instead, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, I agree. I I wouldn't take all of them out. I feel like that it does something to it. It makes it feel kind of like a book. Uh, but I would say maybe half, at least. I, I could easily cut half of those yeah. narrations. There was yep. one point where it, it talks about, it's like Robert Ford looked out the window. I saw a gun on the table. Or when, there, no, it was there, 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 there earlier was than that. Maybe, I don't know, but it was, he talks about what's going on in his head and it's like he considered the implications. Yeah, that's right, he, that's right, yeah. And it felt like, in that, I'm like, I can... Let us look at the right. It's, I, Casey it's Affleck like, is it's trying to hold my hand, right, and, yeah. and make sure that I know that there's internal conflict yes. going on. Yeah. So for me, I totally agree. Yeah. I think that that's the one thing for me. And honestly, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Jake. I think it's the one thing that I could pick out of this movie that I think would have that if it was gone, it could have made it significantly yeah. better. Yeah. Um, all right. Safety net. The setting. Mm. The, I would. I guess this is like production design or whatever. But yeah. It, I think everything from like the mountains and the trees, yes, and you know like the frozen lake that you that you get in a scene, yes, to all oh, of man, the, the cabins, frozen lake. all the cabins, the mountains, and the, the little towns, and the roads are like muddy and yes, 
it's it's so cool you know it's just so so cool it was shot in canada yeah which i see that for sure the revenant i think was a also of, shot a in of, a lot of these a lot of yeah. stuff is shot in canada yeah it's pretty I think it's, a cheap it's place very to beautiful shoot, yes they have a lot of incentives for getting people to yeah. to uh, get up there yeah sweet so that's mine i have two I, and i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose one uh roger deakins Roger Deakins is the cinematographer for this movie. Okay, yeah. I'm going to give you... Do you does that name, name mean anything It does not. Okay. Roger Deakins is a director of photography, and I'm not someone who memorizes a bunch of uh, <laughs> director of photography names, <laughs> okay? Right. But I'm going to read you some of Roger Deakins' credits. Skyfall. Incredible. 1917. Incredible. No Country for Old Men. Incredible. At least half of the Coen Brothers movies. So Hail Caesar, um, Rango, which is kind of weird. Rango Um, with Johnny Depp. True, yeah. uh, True Grit, Serious Man. These are all Coen Brothers. Uh, The Reader, Doubt, uh, Jarhead, The Village by Shyamalan, Intolerable Cruelty. I love The Village. It's a very well shot movie. Yes. A Beautiful Mind. Oh, brother, where art thou? The man who wasn't there. Fargo. Wow. He will probably go down as the greatest cinematographer or the director of photography to ever do it. Wow. Uh, And I don't know how, I mean, I don't know anything about this world. I have a couple friends who are in this world who like, you know, are cameramen and stuff. Goodness. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he's doing it. Every frame of this movie. It's a dark movie. It's Mm -hmm. very like there's natural light and like there's a lot of scenes that are very dark. Uh, Gorgeous. Mm. The way it's all set up, the way the landscape, the way it's framed. It's like, it's perfect. It's great. In that way. It's great. Yeah. With directors, you can tell because they have very, very distinctive voices. But it's very rare where a crew, I won't want to say crew, but like someone like a DP or maybe like a, a composer or somebody who you don't really see their fingerprints all that yeah, clearly, yeah. where you just start looking it up and you'd be like, wow, this guy's on this too. Like every yeah. time I look at a movie that looks great, it's this guy who shot yeah, it. Yeah. And like they're very, it's hard to, to, do, to have that kind of impact if you're not a director or an actor. Right. And he has it in spades. It's awesome. so, so good. Yeah. Um, I was my runner-up for Safety Net would be the casting of Casey Affleck. Oh, you talked about how unsettling he he's is. So great. I mean, he's incredible. He in makes your skin crawl the yes. whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> like he's incredible. He's incredible. He's the he's the better Affleck. If we're talking acting, <laughs> if we're talking acting, it's Casey I, I, I for mean, me. Just from the, I don't know what else I've seen him in, but from this movie alone, yeah. Easily. Manchester by the Sea is the one that he, I think he won Best Actor for. Okay. Um, that's another really good movie. Very different movie, but um, yeah, he's he's incredible. All right. Uh, worst shot. Worst shot of this movie. What you got? This is tough for I me. Had a, I had a, yeah, it's tough because it was hard in this one. Because of Roger. There was, a, there was a couple though. Yeah. When Jesse kills Ed, the mm-hmm. first shot kind of goes through his chest. Yeah. And it's CGI in 2007. And it is what it is, you know. Yeah, right? yeah. But the second shot, he's Jesse Ed is like on the ground and Jesse shoots him again in the head. But it's like a half a second shot of the head getting yeah. shot and it looks bad. It's like yeah. the practical effect doesn't look good. Hmm. It's like they tried to do it practical and they did it, but then in the editing room, they were like, ew, that doesn't look good. <laughs> okay. So then they cut it in half or whatever. So it's just like a you blink and you miss it sort of. Uh, okay. Sort of like second shot that kills him. Interesting. Did okay. you see it? Do I don't remember? really. Yeah, it's that quick. Yeah. It's that quick. It just. I remember I think, the scene. I just didn't hit me. I think that's what happened. I think that they shot it practically and it didn't look good in the editing. Like once they were looking at it, they okay. were like, this looks bad. And so they. I think they cut it, and wow, just okay. so that you can get enough to know that he shot him in the head like a second time. Yeah, and okay. Then, so that you can't really, your eyes don't rest on the fact that the, that this yes. practical effect is bad. Okay, cool. Um, so that was gotcha. That was mine. All right, mine was the blood spatter after Woods' head wound when when Casey or when Bob shoots him. There's like a little blood spatter on the camera. 
right oh, after. I must have missed that. Because yeah. we're like, because he's like, we, we see the, basically the exit wound, I think. Yeah. And uh, it just doesn't look good. It looks, again, and it feels a little off because the rest of this movie is so like, just super organic yeah and well shot it's all about the set dressing and the location yeah. blood on the camera is definitely like a exactly a choice. <laughs> we talked about this with the conjuring remember that uh-huh. shimmering apparition thing where it right, was like yeah. the rest of this movie is shot so practically and beautifully and it's lit so well and then they have this effect yeah and like it ruins one the thing illusion. that kind of takes yeah or as bruce campbell would say in spider-man 2 it ruins the illusion. It, ruins it the helps, illusion. helps maintain the illusion. Um, uh, one more thing. Yeah. And you actually mentioned this. Yeah. And it in Spider-Man Two. Yeah. It took a lot for me to not talk about this one, but at the end of this movie, there are like four little stop blur stops. At the end of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that as like one of your things that you didn't like <laughs> yeah. about Spider-Man Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. I hated that. Okay. I hated that. Interesting. I didn't mind at all with this one because it felt like it was a time jump story. But it... It was like a retelling of a story. It wasn't, though, to me. It was just like... Okay. It was like a scene, and it... I don't know. I okay. didn't like it. Okay, okay. It felt like jarring because it's, it's like another one of those things where it's like the rest of this movie was kind of not that way. Okay. And that just feels a little bit campy. Huh. Okay. It felt it felt like it fit for me. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. For cuz for the it felt like I'm reading a book this one at least. And I think that maybe it that's did. why it doesn't feel I agree with that for sure. It felt like I was w- yeah. watching, you okay. know, watching a book. Okay. Okay. Uh best shot of this movie. There's a lot, but yeah. I don't think any of them are as good as the train in yeah. the beginning. I'm going to read the first two things I wrote down. Train coming head on to camera. Yep. Jesse climbs up on the barricade. And then the second one is basically every other shot in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Where I, Arthur is like, Arthur's <laughs> the train is like, puts his foot on the, on the, yeah, on the rail. On the rail to, and like it starts shaking. He's like, knows that the train is coming. He's like, are right, you, you, you two go hide in the bushes over there. You two go hide in those trees. What are you going to do? I'm going to make sure she slows. And he yeah. like gets up on a wagon and stands and puts his mask up. Like looks towards the camera and it's like mm-hmm. silhouetted. Oh gosh, dude! Uh, this same same shot absolutely made me want to play that game yep. again right now. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, but um, you took that one. I have a couple more here that I would pick from. Uh, Any time that they were in the tall grass, it happens a few times. Bob in the bathtub, and Dick comes up and starts talking to him near the beginning. Yeah. And then Charlie and Bob later when they're kind of hiding from Jesse and then he gets mad at him for mm-hmm. going away. Yeah. Like they're kind of crouching in this tall grass and it's just this beautiful background. It, yeah. it, it just, I love the way it kind of looked and it, and it felt like they're, they're, they're conspiring. Yeah. It's, it's a great way of kind of setting up the background to be like, oh, they're crouching. They're crouching in this tall grass. Yeah. Cool. The, and then Jesse kneeling on the ice with Charlie behind him yeah, in that, easily. in that one yeah. shot. I'm like, it's just, you see the mountains in the background. You see him in the foreground. You see Sam Rockwell in the kind of the mid mid ground. It was just amazing. And there's one where it was like it was snowing, and Wood was riding down the mountain like towards us, and we're like I think the shot is from the inside of the house, but we're looking out. Oh it's yeah, it's a wide shot. Yes, where Wood is coming down down the, the hill. Yeah, yeah, great shot. Yeah, there's so many like that. Like yeah. there's so many shots that I remember. Yeah. Not scenes, but like, I think it's after Dick says, I can't do this anymore. There's a shot of them like going up the hill mm-hmm. or him or maybe just Jesse riding away. Yeah, Jesse rides up the there hill. There's so many just shots that I just remember visually thinking about how it looks. Like yep. the, the the very end when Jesse dies, like the, the way that that scene is set up with like the wind, looking out the window, the kind of distorting window. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. Incredible. Um, worst scene in this movie. To me, this one was easy. Mm. There's a scene, it's shortly after Bob, Charlie, and Jesse are all together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nighttime, they're inside. Mm-hmm. Bob and Charlie are by the fire, and Bob kind of leans over and says, um, you know, if we're ever alone for more than a minute, I need to talk to you. Um, yeah. And Jesse's in the background, yeah. and he's silhouetted because he has just lit a candle or whatever. Yeah. We never actually see him. We just see his silhouette. Mm-hmm. And he steps forward like towards them, and 
makes noise. He doesn't say words. Mm. It's like distorted. You can't, he's like not saying anything. Yeah. It's just like a weird sort of right. mumble that he does. But they understood what he was saying. The characters do. Hmm. Because they like react to it, and Charlie kind of gives Bob a nod, like "Go see, you know, go go ahead, go ahead and handle that." Whatever he just said, and Bob gets up and and leaves the frame. Hmm. So, and then Jesse kind of, well, the silhouette of Jesse kind of goes back and lay, like sits down on the ground. Is strange scene, dude. <laughs> I was like, "This is bizarre. Like, what's happened? Like, huh. What was that?" Yeah. Because the next scene is that scene you were talking about, where they're crouching in the grass. Yeah, by, yeah. Like, why not just do that? Like, let's just go to that. Yeah. Like, why yeah. do we even need? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. For me, it was like, I thought I interpreted that as he was like waking up and he couldn't, he was just like mumbling and like they yeah, couldn't understand him. But, and he was it like, it seems like they were about Jesse's. to go to bed though, right? I guess so. Yeah. Is this when, because he was, he like, Bob is on the floor with like the toy. Is that what this is? I don't remember a toy. It might be a different one. This okay. is, okay. They're, they're by the fire. They're, yeah, yeah. It's dark in the room, and it's just Charlie and Bob by the fire. Okay, Jesse's in the background. Yeah, and he like lights a candle. Right, I do remember that. Yeah, he steps forward and mumbles. Okay, but it's like a loud mumble. He's like he's he says it as if he's saying something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the there. It's not words. <laughs> okay, it's a really weird thing, and and it would have been different if the character was like, what did he say? Right. But they didn't. They like reacted like, okay, you know, I'll go take care of that. <laughs> right, right. It just felt weird to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, my worst scene was the governor, when the governor meets Bob and tells him to kill Jesse. It's not a bad scene, but James Carville, who is like not an actor, he's he's actually like a kind of like a, a political pundit and uh, producer and stuff. He's He's got a really crazy career, but... I feel like his acting is not as good as the other guys in the scene. I considered this scene. Yeah. And yeah. so I was just like, it, it's not bad. It's just right. like compared with all Kinda the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. I wrote down, I'm only picking this because I have to. Yeah. All right. Uh, best scene in the movie. The train robbery scene. Yeah. I don't think, I'll say this. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it um, as a whole, but I don't think it ever lives up to that first 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Afterward. Okay. I, and I think... For me, I was, I mean, you can ask Phoebe, she watched it with me. I was like, this is going to be the best movie of all time. I'm like, like after that first 30 minutes, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm about to watch like uh-huh. Red Dead Redemption 2, basically. Yeah. I'm about to watch this sort of, you know, outlaw thing, but he's going to struggle with being an outlaw and like, uh-huh. and, there, and it, it wasn't. It w- uh-huh. I, it's really my fault because I like you had an expectation. I started to yeah, like expect yeah. <laughs> something from okay. it after, it. but I, I definitely I know do, what you mean. I do think though that it it kind of sells you something in the beginning and then turns into something else. But that's the point because that's what Robert thinks is going to happen. That's that's what that's I would fair. say. Yeah, is that that's like, definitely fair. He's yeah. thinking that he's going to be this outlaw, right? And it doesn't live up. Yeah, that's and definitely. It ends fair. up drawn out and yeah terrifying yeah my best scene i wrote them down as they came the family dinner with jesse charlie is like so nervous he's like laughing at everything like you said only when jesse laughs and then it turns into bob telling jesse about all their similarities how like he's like we have the same number of letters in our name or whatever yeah it gets really weird and then Bob kind of confronts Jesse, kind of stands up to him a little bit, and it becomes clear, like you said, Jesse is in control of this, and he's not right. just in control. He is a, he is a, he's something different. He's a symbol. He is. He's not a man. Right. He's like he's a mythic figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. I mean, that whole scene. So good. Just, a couple other ones. Oh, this was a subtle one that I thought was just great. When Wood and Charlie find the James brothers' books in Bob's room. Mm. Bob gets so embarrassed and like mm-hmm. angry and like Casey, his voice cracks. Yeah. And like Casey F like acting in that scene was like, so you good. feel his embarrassed anger yeah. so much. It was, it was really, yeah. really great. Incredible. He's, I can't sing his praises enough in this movie. Yeah. Also the, the gun, the gunfight scene where, where Wood jump, like it's so tense. He comes up the stairs. You can hear him. 
And he like, and he, and you know that he knows because he's not coming in the door yet. Yeah. Like he stands outside the door and I'm like, oh gosh, he knows that they're in there. This yes. is about, it's about to go down. And it like between Charlie jumping out the window, which is funny, yeah. but like, it's a weird, you know, like he falls and then, uh, Dick is shot. But he, it's it's like it's it feels very they like realistic. trade shots. They trade shots. Yes. like Dick gets wood in the arm and yes, and, and yeah. But it feels like it's actually happening because it's not stylized. It is the opposite of like right a, a western cowboy movie where it's like pachoo, pachoo. yeah, it's like hide behind cover. Peek they're back standing out. Yeah. five feet away from each and they other, can't, they can't and they each keep other. missing each right. other. Like it's just, it's terrifying in yeah, that way. Where and you see their face, they're like yeah. they're like scared mm-hmm. to be there. Like it's I that was great. Um, okay, okay, okay. Cutting room floor. If you could cut one scene out of this movie without it affecting the rest of the movie, what would you? What would it be? I feel like there were several mm-hmm. little, just little. Uh, this movie's long, man. It's long. I think it's too long. Um, there was a couple. Little I don't agree, but continue. <laughs> just need to be on. That's okay. Record. Um, there's a couple little scenes where I just felt like this didn't need to be in here, like the scene that I mentioned earlier. Um, with with the silhouetted yeah, Jesse, like I feel like we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where uh, Bob is like washing his face. That feels kind of weird and jarring, and I feel like we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. That could have been told in, in the scene prior or the scene after. Or, you know, the thing that the filmmaker was trying to tell with that situation, which is they're getting worried. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 anxiety is increasing. Yeah. Um, uh. So there were just a couple, you know, little little things like that where I'm like, that just adds to the length of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't say there's no like big long scene where it's like, yeah, okay, none of this is important. We don't need it. Like, yeah. Mine, um, it's very rare that I feel like I stumble on one that I really feel good about, like mm-hmm. the cutting room floor scenes, yeah. because it should be said we're we're talking about this as two people who don't make movies, but like, right, each of these films people have really thought about and they've had to cut this down in all these different ways Uh and like they've really thought about what needs to be in there and what doesn't so it's very rare that i find one where i'm like yes take this out right but it's the the one where jesse actually kills ed miller he's talking about it he's telling charlie about Mm. it in the present and then it keeps kind of interspersing it with the, him taking Ed out, and then he tells he's like Ed, go on ahead, yeah. and Ed realizes that he's about to shoot him. And on one hand, I get I get that he, you know, we want to see it happening. I don't, but it's it's more frightening if he just says it. I yeah. forget how Jesse words it, but Jesse basically says like I took him for a long walk, or something like yeah, that. And he's, he's like, like he's you know like, and means. I. And he, he says to Charlie, you know what that means, you know. Exactly. And like, I'm like, I want to sit in that moment yeah. with Charlie and Same. be like, and, and I agree see with that. J- how Jesse acts after he says that. Instead, they should actually show us right. rather than, you know. I agree with that. Yeah. That's so, cool. Um, yeah, I would I would say that one. All right. Imaginary deleted scene. What's a scene this movie could have used? Something that does something with Jesse's sickness. Yeah. It, it just doesn't ha- like nothing becomes yeah. of it. Like we see him cough in the bathtub, and so then the narrator tells us, "Right." I I would say, I think it affects the ending because or his death because I think he realized that he's sick, and he realized that he's approaching the end of his life, which is why he surrenders himself to Robert. Maybe. But to me, that moment m- means more and is better if it if he's surrendering his life because it's the end of the outlaw age, not mm-hmm. because he's sick. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like, I, like that makes more sense. And then if, if, if that's what the filmmaker wants to say is that he was sick, let's see him be sick more than once. Right. 30 minutes in and we, not again. We do see little, it's very subtle, but I, I agree that it's not, right. it's definitely not obvious. Like we, we don't have other than that one moment that right. he ag- is actually sick. Like, let, like maybe even like, like I think about, you know, a scene where he maybe <clears throat> coughs and spits some blood into the snow or something. Yeah. You know, something just subtle, subtle like that just to show, like you don't have to yeah. full five-minute scene about right. you know, he's throwing up in the, you know, or like or yeah. whatever. No, I, I got the same sense of like, yeah. wow, they didn't really do a lot with that. Yeah. And I wonder, other than the fact that that's what actually happened, 
or or that it possibly actually happened. Mm-hmm. Why that's in there? I'm gonna let you go, and then I have one more question. Great. Um, I would say this has to do with the voiceover thing, but like show Bob selling out Dick, so that we don't need that voiceover, because yeah. that that voiceover tells us. Yeah. And then it shows us all of the agents converging on the house. Yep. And I'm like, just show us, right? And then we don't need to have this. We can kind of get rid of the voiceover. Yeah. Completely. Do you think? Do you think they did the voiceover stuff? This isn't my question, by the way. This is just okay. Do you think they did the voiceover stuff because it was so long already? So, like, do you Maybe. think? Do you think they shot a scene where it was like Bob selling out Dick, and then there was like, ah, oh, this movie's already. You know, we have a four-hour cut or six-hour cut of this movie. We have to mm-hmm. cut it down to like two I don't hour, know. two and a half I hours. I could see both sides of it, or or it could have been that they had the voiceover already, mm-hmm. and they wanted to include some things from the book, and then they maybe they used it as a, a way to do what you're talking yeah. about. Or it could be that they shot the whole movie, and then they were like, yeah, hey, let's add these in, and then let's add in a couple quotes from the book. Right, yeah. You know? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the question? That's good. That's good, though, yeah. Uh, my... My other thing was I, I don't remember a, a moment where Bob goes from loving Jesse yeah. to be being willing to turn his back on the gang and yeah. turn them in, and I don't I don't remember there being a moment of, right. of turn there. I may have missed it, but I don't I don't remember it. No, there's definitely not. So it's like so to me, I'm watching. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Was why is he doing this? You know, like there's no like, wasn't he just like yeah. uh, gung ho about right being in the gang and being an outlaw? Right. And, like I get that it's not what he wanted well, it to be, but I would say I shouldn't say that the dinner scene. Yeah, could clearly be that because Jesse is attacking him, antagonizing right. him, and Bob is clearly standing up to him now, and he's not. He's not showing him deferential treatment because he's Jesse James, the outlaw. Yeah, I would definitely say, and I thought of that. I was like, that's probably, that's probably. But I think that the reason, one of the things I love about this movie is that it, it, it shows, it plays with this infatuation thing. Mm -hmm. It feels like, like uh, Mark David Chapman or, or someone, you know, who killed John Lennon, like these people who become infatuated with someone and that infatuation is tied to them killing them or wanting to kill them. Mm. It's almost become like a, a stereotype of like a crazed fan. Like yeah. they want, they want to smell their hair and they also want to kill them. You know? Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's something that you'd say it's kind of like a trope. So like, I, I like how it, I like, I like how it, um, it plays with that. And we also, we really don't see, we don't see a version. We don't see a, um, we don't see a specific point where he's he goes from one to one to the other, and I think it also says it says so much about Robert Ford's character. He's so uninformed. He's so young. He goes into this and he thinks it's going to be this thing, and he has this expectation, and he takes part in this train robbery. And then as time goes on, he's like, "This isn't fun." Hmm. And then he realizes he gets he's embarrassed about the fact that he now knows this guy. He now knows Jesse James, and he's like, "This is the guy I had all these books about, and a lot of these stories aren't true." And now I'm just like running around and doing things for him, like yeah. chores. And then it becomes this thing of like. Now I'm worried he's going to kill my brother and me and he's in our family's house and not, so it's it's kind of this gradual it's a thing gradual thing yeah. but he doesn't ever stop loving him and that's right, the thing we see that, that in the dinner scene right we see that in the dinner scene like I feel like by that scene the turn has already happened yeah. but we we still see this sort of yes I'm already planning on turning you in and I've already turned Dick in yeah. but I still have this appreciation for you and I still have this yeah. uh, even probably appreciation is too light of a word but yeah, infatuation yeah. maybe yeah and I think even in the scene where he kills him or the last bit of the movie where he's he's living with Jesse he clearly he is I don't think he's in love with but he clearly loves Jesse's wife he feels a part of their family yeah you know he, yeah. he wants her affection he wants her like um, her approval yeah and he clearly he's he's conflicted, but I think that's kind of the I that's maybe why I love this movie so much mm-hmm. is that I think that character study of this kind of infatuation slash he's the one who ends up killing him yeah uh, is just really interesting to me and I I 
and again, Casey Affleck's portrayal of him as such a weirdo, yeah. <laughs> or as such a, I, I don't want to say a weirdo, but as like a socially awkward person yeah. who doesn't know what he wants. Right. I'm like, man, that's a really, it just yeah. it gets me every time. And then when he does kill him, there's no, like, it takes time for the remorse to set in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it takes time for the regret. Like, the narrator tells us that he regrets mm-hmm. at the very end killing Jesse. But I would think that that would be present immediately, right? I would I mean, I would imagine if you kill someone who regardless of who it is, there's got to be some regret. Right, but we don't I mean, we see him go they go to the post office immediately. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, oh, "You can yeah. put my name. You can put my name. Like, I'll take the fall for it." Right. And Je- and Robert's like, "No, nah, man, I killed him." And he like wrote it down and then yeah. he gives it to the guys like, "You're going to want to save that." It's like, I'm proud of this. Like, I just did something really cool. I think, yeah, I think that speaks to how unhinged he is. Yeah. That speaks to, of like, he's already like, sweet, I'm the guy who killed Jesse James. Yeah. I get to be, I get to inhabit the space that Jesse had. And that's what it is. you remember Jesse James and you remember who kills him. Right. He only really regrets it, I think. Because I, what I, when you asked me, I said just now, of course you would regret killing someone, but I'm not, I'm like, I would, you would. Right. But this guy is a little... Off his rocker, or he—he's just—he's—he's he's disturbed in a way, right? And so, I think he only regrets it because of all of the how many people hate him afterwards. Yeah, I and agree. he starts to believe again. He's susceptible. That's part of the whole point of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a susceptible person, so he's susceptible to the legend. He's then susceptible to, uh, like the fear of of like he's the one who ends up turning on him and mm-hmm. he's you know conspiring against him and then in the end after he's susceptible to hey, you can be famous from this yeah. and then in the end very end he's susceptible to you killed a good guy i shouldn't have killed him right you know, like he's always believing <laughs> right. the legend yeah. versus what's right in front of him mm. and i and so i think it it's i mean if there's any kind of moral from it it would be like don't believe the hype like don't don't first of all don't put people on pedestals but also just don't you know don't believe the stories yeah before yeah. never meet your heroes <laughs> <laughs> you can put that this is a, such a long title it doesn't need a subtitle but like if there was a subtitle it would be never meet assassination you. of jesse james by the coward robert ford parentheses never meet your heroes it's on the poster it's on the poster down oh, at the bottom would... in like in small type that's good that's perfect. never meet your heroes yes, never meet your heroes that's great um all right uh unsung hero the person who sure. is not in the top five of, on imdb who you thought gave a great yeah. performance garrett dillahunt as ed oh uh, yeah i loved like his portrayal of that character yes I, he's so believable, believably naive, yes. and yeah. you know, like I said earlier, just a simple guy who's just kind of like, "Yep, I just am kind of here." Hanging he out, he you know? killed it. Yeah, awesome. you feel so sorry for him. I, you do. You feel yeah. like you, Phoebe <laughs> said she was like, "I just want to give him a hug." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did you do. too. You do. I did You're just too. like, oh man, yeah. I, I'm sorry that you yeah. fell in with this guy. Yeah. You know. Um, so fun, I read afterwards, he, if you look at his face, he looks a lot like Casey Affleck. So he was actually originally cast to play Charlie because they look oh, like brothers. Interesting. They have like the exact same face. I, I, I like. Kind of like the nose where, and their eyes. Yeah, I like this way better, I think. I do too. I think, and he, so he was cast and then I think there was like a scheduling thing and he couldn't do that role. Hmm. So that they brought in Sam Rockwell yeah. to play that character, and so he had a smaller role because yeah. of that, because they liked him. Yeah, uh, yeah, love that. He was. I definitely considered him. I thought Paul Schneider as Dick. Um, yeah, he's also good. Dick Little. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. With two D's. Yeah, L I D D L E. says yeah. Uh, also known as Mark Brandanowitz from Parks and Recreation. Yes, uh, from season one. Because I think these are probably the only two things I've seen this guy in. And the other one is this comedy show. Yeah. And he plays a very kind of like subtle character on that one. And I didn't think much of him. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, he's this guy. Because he ended up going off the show too, and we never understand why. He is, I think he's fantastic in this movie. He is, he toes this line of being like, he's this ladies' man, maybe borderline sex addict mm-hmm. with how he he's, uh, 
seduces the the young the guy's young wife. Yeah. He's his accent I think is really good. He has this like kind of the southern accent thing down. He's very charming. Mm-hmm. And he's very menacing at the same time. Yeah, he, but then you really, really believe it too when he says when he tells Jesse like I'm out, I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. He he is a very kind of complex character. He yeah. He is menacing is a good word for him. Yeah. I think. He's a bad dude. Yeah. In a few different ways, but yeah. at the same time, I kind of like him a little bit. Right. He, like he, he obviously has smooth. this line that he won't cross. Yeah. You know. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, I found myself kind of just uh, taken with his character. Yeah. We haven't talked about Brad Pitt. We haven't, and you know what? And you know why? Because it's not his best performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I didn't think so. I mean, I, he was I, good because he's Brad Pitt. I mean, I know? was going to say, if we're going to compare it to all the great, right. the greatest, this is way more about Robert Ford than it is Agree. about Jesse James. Agree. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There were a couple moments where I just felt I saw Brad Pitt acting. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like, most of the time, I and Brad Pitt always kind of has a, a Brad Pitt style of yeah. playing a character. Yeah. But... There were a couple times where I was just like, okay, you know. Hmm. Okay. But overall, he's Brad Pitt and he's he's an amazing actor and he did a great yeah. job. But I don't I, think it was his best. I thought you were gonna say the reason we haven't talked about him is because we're just used to Brad Pitt being great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I overall I would say it was a good performance. Yeah. But there I do think not much is asked of him, I think, in this movie. I, That's what's interesting about it. And I, I wonder if he knew that or because it reminds me of um, what well, we talked about, like Tom Hardy playing Ma- Max mm, in Mad yeah. Max. And it's like the movie is really more about Charlize Theron's character. Yeah. Um, this feels like a similar thing where it's like Brad Pitt's the number. I mean, he's Brad Pitt, so he's on the cover. Right. But uh, it's not the movie's really not about him. His role is to play this legend. His right. role is to play this guy who is complex, but, you know, he's. Yeah. He's he's supposed to play this. I don't know. I w- I mean, I would. The only thing I push back on is like, I don't know the scenes you're talking about. So I I, I definitely feel that way about Brad Pitt sometimes, where it feels like he. I said that in he's Moneyball. I'm like Pitt, he's just yeah. being. There's a scene where he just feels like he's doing the thing he always does. But that dinner, the dinner scene. I just picked. There's yeah. this. There's a. I mean, the one that is sticking in my head is he has this forced laugh. Yeah, you know where he like he just starts laughing and it sets everyone else off uh-huh. laughing. You know, uh, I think yeah, I think that scene in particular stands out as him like I would put that on his reel like like Brad Pitt needs a reel of yeah. like acting stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I liked it. I, I liked okay. him. I, I, overall, yeah, yeah. I did like him. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's like it's so different than yeah. He's going to be on several of our movies. And I think. I think also. One of the reasons that, you know, now that I'm kind of really thinking about his performance, you know, I haven't really thought about it, but I think it it's supposed to be a little bit weird, you know, like yeah. there, there's times where like the scene where he, it, him, Bob and Charlie are in the room and he's like laughing a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, when he like, yeah. Puts the knife to his yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, there were moments in that where I was like, this is over the top, but I think it's supposed to be. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. so, like, the more I think about it, the more I actually think he the performance was great, just because... Yeah. It's unsettling. It is unsettling, yeah. He's just paranoid. Right, he's dude. paranoid, and he's he's not okay. He knows his time's <laughs> running out. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not okay. Right. He's, it was really interesting. I, I You mentioned about how he cries after he roughs that kid up. Mm. Like, I wonder, I don't know what that means. I don't... That's interesting to me. Like, is he yeah. crying because he, at who he's become? Is he crying because he hates that he just did that to that kid? You know, is he crying because he someone did that to him once, and that's a wound in his psyche? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't really explored. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. I, I'm kind of glad. You know, we get to yeah. think about what. Yeah, we can add our own, you know, right. sort of layer to that the character. And I think the overall, and this is this is present throughout Red Dead too as well. Like overall, I think one of the bigger overarching themes is like, like you said, don't meet your heroes. Like he's this legend, and everyone loves him. But if you actually get to know him, he's a psychopath. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. He's become a famous outlaw because he's the kind of guy who would like when he bashes that guy's head in yeah. at the train robbery or when he throttles that kid on the ground, like, mm-hmm. or when he starts killing off his own guys, it's like, yeah. this is a guy who's, he's not 
this famous Jesse James outlaw because he's this debonair, swashbuckling guy who right. He's, he's not, not he's Robin not Jack Hood. Sparrow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they think he's Jack Sparrow, right. but he's actually he's a murderer. Yeah, that's what he is, and he's willing to murder in situations where other people wouldn't, and that's why he's famous. Right. Exactly. And then everyone with his everyone does these other things yeah. to his fame. So I think that's a really fascinating. That has nothing to do with Brad Pitt. That's just, I think, yeah, the yeah, writing the of the movie. Yeah, the character is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, best quotes. I didn't have many quotes, actually. Yeah, okay. You, you know, you probably you probably have more than I do. But I have a I, few. There's a a Brad Pitt line. Yeah. That on, it's one of those lines that only Brad Pitt could give. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it in a way that he would say it in any character he's ever done. Yeah. It's, um, he says, I don't care who comes with me. Never have. That's why they call me gregarious. <laughs> It's just I don't think that line wouldn't be good or funny if anybody else said it, but right. because he said it the way he says yeah, it, yeah, I like good. that. There are some really funny lines in this movie. I remember there laughing. Yeah, I there remember aren't laughing. a lot of like super memorable lines, but I found a lot of them being just really worded funny because mm-hmm. of him and then Dick, the, these, these different guys. One thing that Dick says, um, he says, "You look awful pretty." And then the the guy's much younger wife says, "Do I?" He goes, "I haven't never in my life seen such well shaped limbs." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, uh, a couple more. Oh, he's he's like he's killing those snakes at the beginning. Oh yeah, when Robert comes up to him, he says. They ain't as succulent as I like, and they're a devil to clean, but if a man skims them and fries them in garlic and oil, mercy them's good eating. And then Robert says, well, I've never been that hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember that. And then uh, one more, which is, oh my gosh, at the end, when they're on the ice, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesse is... He's talking about like killing himself. I think he says. He says you ever ever think about killing yourself? Yeah. And he's just kneeling on the ice. And Charlie keeps. Maybe it's right before that, but Charlie keeps trying to suggest, "Hey, you should bring Robert with us." Like Robert, I'm telling you, the kid's like, he's got what it takes. Yeah. And and Jesse says, "You forgot I already met the kid." (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was such a great like. It's not like a great line or anything, but just the idea of like. Yeah, 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 you're forgetting. I've I, met him, so I, I know. anyone who's <laughs> met him knows yeah. that he's yeah. not what you're saying. Right. <laughs> I think, as an aside, this isn't a quote or anything, yeah. but that would have been a moment to talk about the sickness. Sure. Any like I'm, like you ever think about killing yourself, and then you know whatever yeah. Charlie says, mm. and then Brad Pitt said, could say, "I'm sick, Charlie," you know, or something like that. Right. Or something just like. It would kind of connect those dots. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Almost even in passing. Yeah. Something that's just like, or, or, you know, I've got to do something because I'm sick. I've got to, you know, anything, right? I feel like that would have been a cool moment to kind of capitalize on the the fact that he was sick. Yeah. Okay. Film or movie? It's a film. Yeah. It's a film. Yeah. This is, this is as easy as calling pirates. A movie. movie. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's really long. Yeah. There's barely any action in it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's grainy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's no way of saying it. It's natural lighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's film all the way. Yep. Uh, personal rating, mine's a five. Yeah. What'd you give it? Um, a four. Okay. I gave it a four. A good yeah. score. I liked it a lot. I do think that the middle drags a little bit and I found myself not caring that much about the wood and dick stuff hmm. um, I don't know I don't know okay. why um, but I, anytime we were with them I was like I don't care let's get back to Bob oh, okay. you know um, okay but but it was all well done you know it yeah. was all good yeah um, cool so yeah a four yep okay uh, critical rating I think it's I think it's a four yeah yeah okay I think it it I think the length, I think it is a little long, and I think it watches like a book. Yeah. Um, and I think the narration hurts it. Yeah. Um, I like books. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And reading uh, books. I do think, I do think that the voiceover, for me, the voiceover is the one thing I would change. Yeah. That being said. <clears throat> uh oh. That being said, 
I don't think that even with them in there, it brings it down enough. So this is two, two, two weeks in a row or two of my movies in a row. I'm going five. Oh, wow. I'm going five with this. I think, I think it's a 4.75. Okay. Because of the narration. Sure. Uh, I'm sure this is just a personal thing too. I love this kind of movie. I love the where like it's all about these personal dynamics and it's like there's this weirdness mm-hmm. and it's not straightforward and the way it looks, the way it's in nature. Yeah. And just these like it's a small cast uh but it allows Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, those two guys that we talked about, Sam Shepard, uh Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Like they just there's so much room to act in this movie and yeah. it's just all that. And so, um, yeah, I, I love it. And I can't, I can't say if, if we were given quarter stars, yeah, I might take a quarter off because, sure. cause I do feel like it was a mistake to have the, the voiceover do what it did. Yeah. But I'm going five, just ah. like Jojo. This is not going to, I don't think it's going to be a trend. I don't think I'm going to keep giving my movies fives because they have a lot of flaws in them. I know. But the, this one for me, I'm just like, and again, I'd only seen it once. I was right. taking a chance, but I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, no, Glad I you think put this it on is, there. for me, this is a perfect movie or very, very near it. Right. Uh, all right. Double feature. What, uh, if you're putting on a movie after this at your own personal boutique drive-in theater, what is it? Uh, Tom Hanks movie called News of the World. Oh, newer movie. It's a newer movie, yeah. yes. Um, it's about, a, I may have actually talked about it on the podcast before, Okay, but it's about Tom Hanks plays a a newsman in the the Wild West days. Okay, yeah. And basically his job is to go to these towns who don't have access to the paper or to the happenings of the country. Yeah. He goes to these towns and reads the news to them. Hmm. And... In, and there's a there's a little girl that he kind of gets attached to, and she's had family trouble. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a good story. Yeah, it's got a very similar vibe to it. Okay, it's not as it's not as heavy as this movie is. It, there is some some kind of almost scary parts in that yeah. movie, but uh, it's a very good movie. I do recommend it. Okay, cool. Yeah, mine is another movie that's similar to this that we've talked about. Power of the Dog. I thought about um, that one. Yeah. yeah, that that one. Uh, spoiler, I don't think that one's on my list. And it was one of it was one of those to get cut. I think I have this as a five star it's good. movie for me. Um I think recency I yeah. saw in the last year. So right. I, that part of me is like I don't want to necessarily I have to watch it again. Right. I think the movie's incredible. Of all the movies I've seen in the last year, I think it might be my favorite. And it has so many elements. It has this weird uneasiness, this infatuation thing. It, it's the it's same, the same sort of, setting. It's, it's like in Montana. Very similar movie, like story beats. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Greenwood does the music in it, uh, and it's fantastic. The score is great in that movie. I think it yes. won Oscars for the score. Yes. Or it was at least nominated. Yep. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst. That's why we talked about yep. last episode. And uh, I forget who plays the younger kid. Mm, but I can't remember. He's a very good actor, though. They're all... Yep. All of them, I thought, just killed it. So, yeah. I have one note here, which I thought was fascinating, especially because we've talked... R- right before we started this podcast, we were talking about... Or we watched The Talented Mr. Ripley, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Also not in my top 20. Um, but we talked about the ADR. We picked up on that. Yeah. I don't... I haven't vetted this. This is just... This might have been on IMDb or an article I was reading about mm-hmm. it. Apparently, they did ADR sessions, but not one line of it made into the movie. So wow. all of this, all it's of live. the dialogue is live. Wow. That's which awesome. Which I thought was pretty sick. Yeah, that's that's really cool. <laughs> Maybe that's why that mumble... No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I have no, no there's no way that... that <laughs> Like may, I'm saying, may, maybe yeah. Got, there's gar, like they would have ADR'd it, but then they decided maybe not yeah, to. <laughs> maybe I don't know. That's but maybe okay. So maybe maybe they said, Brad, we don't know what you're gonna say yet. Just make some noises. We'll put it in later. <laughs> we'll put it in later. <laughs> and then they just didn't. They just didn't. That's really funny. All right, cool. Well, uh, as we do every other episode, we're now gonna pick from each other's lists. We each have our top 20 list of all time as far as movies go. Uh, I'm looking at Jake's list. He's looking at my list. I always like to say 20 of. 
yes. our favorite movies. We've decided that these are the 20 that we're going to right. Just we're going to put forth. Throwing that up. I've always gone first here. So I'm going to put it on onto you. We'll still <laughs> we'll still watch yours first. Okay. Yeah. But how about let's pick let's have you pick off mine first. I haven't done a movie off your list that I've seen yet. Okay. And I had seen half of them. Yeah. So, so it might be time to I think it's time to do a movie that that we, that I've seen. Great. I'm going to go Toy Story. Love it. Yeah. That's what that's what we're going to watch off your list next. Okay. All right. So what pairs what pairs well with Toy Story? Or what would come or, great or, before to- Toy Story? Or what would pair the worst with Toy Story? Ooh, I I like that question more. <laughs> You've seen almost all of mine, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. 2016, directed by Mel Gibson, starring Andrew Garfield. And here we go. All right, so our next two episodes will be Hacksaw Ridge and Toy Story. Love it. All right, see you all next time. Bye. Bye.